Hey guys, it's me. Not that you were expecting anyone else. Anyways, Gaming After College has a sponsor. I know, right? We're getting with the times. It's pretty exciting. Anyways, our sponsor of today's episode is Anchor. Anchor is a brand new service that lets you make podcasts, and they make it very easy to do so. All you need to do to make a podcast is right there on their app and right there on their website. On top of that, they handle automatic distribution of your podcast to various different platforms. So you don't have to do anything with RSS feeds. And then they look for sponsorships for your podcast with absolutely no minimum amount of listenership, which is great for me because I think I only have five of you guys out there listening to my beautiful voice and uh, keep going. Thanks, guys. The best part about Anchor, it's absolutely 100% free. So what are you waiting for? Go and try it out. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gaming After College, the only podcast that helps you manage your gaming time and your busy life. This is your host, Manny, speaking. Today, we'll be talking about one of the greatest and most complex franchises in existence, Kingdom Hearts. Let's get started. Since I'm changing up how I do my recording, I am recording this from the past. So when you you hear my sweet, sweet voice, I will now be, uh, this, this episode recording actually will be a few weeks old. So as for news, I don't really have any. Um, I've been trying to keep up with, with all the news that's been going on right now. The day is December, I believe, December 18th. Um, and this episode is going to be released on January 10th. So... The most I can tell you for right now um, is go on go on Polygon. Polygon has a great uh, a great list of the best video games of 2018. They're counting down from 10 to 1. So far on their list is Marvel Spider-Man, which it should be there, like seriously, and Red Dead Redemption 2, the new Tetris game, and some others. So be sure to check that out. I will definitely put that in the show notes, although it will be a few weeks old. I'm trying to keep the episode... Uh, prequel or the I'm sorry the episode in- introduction um, short and sweet however I do have some bit of news to share uh, right now and I did retweet this on my gaming after college twitter page and that is that Kingdom Hearts 3 has leaked so sound the alarms this is not a drill everybody hit the deck Kingdom Hearts 3 has leaked so apparently I'm not I'm fuzzy on the details on how it happened either someone stole a whole bunch of copies that were in a store that they were just waiting to be put on the shelves on January 28th or they stole it not sure but 30 people from my my findings have now have the game and have installed it and I think they're only Xbox one copies and they've been playing it so be very careful with spoilers uh the Kingdom Hearts subreddit has banned any discussion of spoilers and the director of Kingdom Hearts, um, in fact, I think he was the director of almost all the games of Kingdom Hearts, uh, Tatsuya Nomura has stated, you know, he pleaded with the community, please do not share spoilers, please report any spoilers. So hopefully by the time that you play Kingdom Hearts 3, if you do decide to pick it up, and by the time I play Kingdom Hearts 3, I am not spoiled. Um, so we'll see what happens. But anyways, so in this episode, I do want to talk about there's a few things I want to talk about, but this this episode will serve as a basic introduction to the Kingdom Hearts universe. And, you know, I was telling a couple co-workers of mine that 
I'm, I'm going to be doing this episode. And they're like, okay, so do you have time for a three hour podcast? And so we had, we had a pretty good chuckle about that. And to be honest, no, I don't. So I'm going to try to keep it short. Kingdom Hearts is really long. It's really complicated. I'm talking about the saga, the franchise as a whole. It is a great example of how a great idea gets turned into a crazy mess because the studios in charge of the idea wanted more, as in, you know, more money. Um, I do want to talk about essentially the history of Kingdom Hearts, how it got started, how the idea was first created. And then I want to get into some of the games, obviously number one, number two, I might hit some of the spinoffs. I do want to talk about the prequels. Um, I am going to comp- uh, comment on the long development cycles, and I'm gonna a- I'm gonna answer some big questions, uh, and that that's basically the meat of the episode. I want to answer uh, these three questions: Should I bother playing a game beforehand before I pick up Kingdom Hearts three? Where can I get these old games? Um, is this a day one buy? And obviously, how long are these games to beat? So. Hopefully, we can uh, handle all these questions and get through this whole thing in 30 minutes or less. <laughs> Let's get started. Gotta relax. This is Earth Radio. And now, here's human music. Hmm. Human music. I like it. All right, so I'm going to uh, keep this episode sort of spoiler free i may or may not get into some very deep spoilers and when i do if i do get that far i will straight up say spoiler incoming spoiler incoming hit the deck um but for the most part i hope to get through this episode with without saying that even once so kingdom hearts was the was created by disney executives and uh square next executives so square next you might know from the uh from the video game series, oh, I don't know, uh, Final Fantasy. And you might also have heard of Disney as, you know, owning everything. I mean, uh, you know, childhood memories. So apparently, one day in, uh, I, I actually don't know the city. Um, there was a, there, there once was a city that had a, a, um, a building of offices, an office building. And in these offices, Disney executives, or I'm sorry, Disney and Square Enix uh, shared Shared, shared some office space. Um, I, I think they were on different floors. I'm not. I'm not entirely too sure. And one of the people working at the Square Enix office was Shinji Hashimoto. Shinji Hashimoto um, was a Square game producer. Not too sure if he still works there now. And he wanted to do uh, an open world type of game, uh, sort of like Super Mario 64, if you will, where there's like different worlds within the bigger game. And you know, as luck would have it, one day Hashimoto found himself in an elevator going up and in the same elevator was a top executive from disney i don't know how the conversation went and it and and you know i'd like to imagine it just went like this hashimoto gets in disney executive is in there hashimoto turns to him and says hey wouldn't it be cool if like a final fantasy and disney made a game together and then the disney exec turns to him and says you're, you just made a lot of money, sir. And here we are. Um, now, granted, it probably was a little bit different than that, but the fact that this started in an elevator as just some random idea, and these two people were like, yes, let's roll with this, that is what led to Kingdom Hearts. So in Kingdom Hearts, you have Final Fantasy-like attributes, right? So th- this is for those of you who've never played Kingdom Hearts before. 
you have fine you have final fantasy like attributes like for example um it's a role-playing game you play as a character so think of like final fantasy 7's cloud um however in kingdom hearts you play as sora and sora looks like your, your typical final fantasy character um some people may actually call him the final fantasy reject but the design is totally there he's totally a final fantasy character and he has two best friends riku and kairi and kairi is sort of the love interest here essentially you you live in the world where I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. You actually live in a galaxy of quote-unquote worlds, or stars, if you will. These stars are habited by both Disney characters and Disney worlds, and also uh, Final Fantasy characters. So during the first game, you actually meet Cloud, you meet Squall, you meet uh, Yuffie, um, you meet a whole bunch of other Final Fantasy characters. Waka is in it, if I believe, and so is Titus, or Titus, however you want to say it. And they are they don't know they're from final fantasy games it's not like it's canon it's not like those characters were pulled out of their game um but they totally have a history and they totally have something similar to their actual games and as for these other stars or worlds that or planets whatever analogy you want to come up with um they're essentially disney disney worlds so for example um mount olympus from hercules so mount olympus is a world you can actually travel to. I believe they just call it the Olympus Coliseum. So you've never actually been to Mount Olympus in the first two games or the first other games. Uh, you do go to the Underworld section uh, in Kingdom Hearts 2, but in these games, you actually get to visit them. It's like you step into the actual cartoon movie, you meet Hercules, you meet Hades, and the, um, the voice acting work is actually pretty spot on. Like the voice acting work is really top notch. And it, it, there were a few times where I believe that they actually got the original voice actors from those movies to come back and reprise their roles for a video game. Um, and, you know, within... That, that, that is, in a nutshell, what it is. It's, it's Final Fantasy meets Disney in some sort of weird RPG-style type of game that just works. And uh, before I get too much into the storyline, um, a little bit about combat. So combat changes depending on which game you played. Um, if we're just sticking to the core series, which is what I'm going to do, I'm only going to talk about Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 uh, for this section, for this one section right now that is speaking out of my voice. And the gameplay for Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 is very uh, action RPG. So it's not your typical turn-based where you meet an enemy, you wait to take turns. It's nothing like that. Instead, you have a list of commands on the left-hand side of the screen and your health is on the right. And... And enemy encounters can happen whenever. There's no animation that shows you an enemy's coming. The enemies just sort of pop out. And when that happens, your commands on the left-hand side of the screen change to the action commands or the attack commands. So talk goes to attack. And I think equipment goes to items. So it's a, it's a really quick change into the action command set. And from there you just start attacking you can use magic there there are quick commands you can do so you can you can hold l1 i believe and in l1 you can map square triangle or what if you're playing on the ps4 or ps2 or playstation um you can map those to certain spells that you frequently like to use like cure for example and then once you kill all the enemies you're done um the you you get your xp as you're fighting you can even level up as you're fighting and in a nutshell that is the gameplay um Kingdom Hearts 2 introduced a couple other new 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 type of things to the uh, gameplay, such as like different designs on your blades and I'm sorry, different designs on your 
on your costume that gave you different types of powers like gliding and stuff like that but for the most part it's it's true to the same mechanic it is a action style rpg so for those of you who really wanted one of your classic jrpgs i i do apologize however give this a chance the the quality of the game is really spot on and oh did i mention that as the game goes on sora actually becomes best friends with goofy and donald and you actually stay with them during almost every game and it's it's fantastic and again the voice acting work is spot on um so you're probably asking what happened to riku and kairi so this is where i'm going to talk a little bit about the story mode um about the storyline and i'm just going to give a very very quick intro and then from there i'm going to transition into the next topic which is literally all the sequels and more sequels okay so what in the world is kingdom hearts about and so kingdom hearts is is the story of it's the story of a boy right it's a story of a boy his name is sora and he's i believe like 14 or 15 or something and him and his two best friends riku and kairi live on a world island i'm sorry a world or planet or whatever called destiny islands so it's think of hawaii almost or like some um south south pacific um sort of island and they just live there and they're happy you know they're happy go lucky but in the beginning of the game it's become very apparent that the three friends want to explore they want to go out into the world they want to leave their world behind and go into another world um whether that be you know mount olympus for example or olympus coliseum or maybe Maleficent's Castle, I'm forgetting what, what the name of that world is, or Halloween Town, where Jack Skellington lives. They just want to go. They want to pack their bags and go off the face of the planet and then just go off and, and have different adventures. And they're doing this by building a raft, and they're going to build a raft, they're going to take this raft off the edge of their world, presumably, and then leave. So while this happens, um, the night it's supposed to happen, the island gets attacked by the heartless so the heartless are these black little creatures with yellow eyes and they essentially represent beings without a heart now a heart in the game is obviously a huge symbol heart is the essence of hope and light against the darkness and when you remove that heart from people it's like removing their soul and what's left is a heartless it's someone without a heart and they just want your heart so they'll they'll attack anyone to so they can get their hearts and the islands are overrun by these heartless kairi and riku are nowhere to be found sora is freaking out you gotta go find them and at one point you get covered by these heartless and it looks like you're gonna die but then out of nowhere you get what's called the keyblade and that is the uh, protagonist's main weapon that is sora's main weapon the keyblade and the keyblade is only awarded to those true of heart and it allows you to kill the darkness and it is it is a pretty awesome blade and on top of that um, as the game goes on different protagonists in the game such as like um, hercules from olympus coliseum jack skellington they'll give you key chains and you add this to your keyblade and your keyblade chains to a different skin with different metrics like a higher power maybe a special abilities granted to you and and yeah and you just keep collecting these so going back to the story essentially destiny islands gets destroyed and 
Riku and Kairi wind up in different locations and Sora winds up in this special place called Traverse Town. And that's where he meets a couple of uh, a fan of fantasy people and he also meets Sora and Goofy. Sora and Goofy are on their other adventure. Apparently, King Mickey, yes, Mickey's a king here. Um, Sora and, I'm sorry, Mickey, Goofy, and Donald are from a kingdom world. Um, and it's basically Mickey's kingdom. And King Mickey disappeared. He left a, he left a letter addressed to Goofy and Donald saying that, hey, I'm noticing something weird's going on. Like, I look at the night sky, stars keep disappearing. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to go investigate. And this basically implies that each star is a world. So just like Destiny Islands. And Destiny Islands disappeared. And when that happened, Sora, I'm sorry, Goofy and Donald noticed in the sky that a star disappeared. So Goofy and Donald go off on their own adventure. They're basically, we need to find King Mickey. And... In King Mickey's letter, he mentioned you need to find the one with the key, right? So classic RPG mechanic. And when Goofy and Donald see Sora with the Keyblade, well, what do you know? He's got the key. So then they team up together on the condition that, you know, Sora helps them find King Mickey. Goofy and Donald help help Sora find Riku and Kairi. And while this is going on, uh, minor spoiler, Riku does succumb a little bit to the dark side. Um, he gets uh, uh, emotionally manipulated by Maleficent. Yes, there are totally villains in this game. Maleficent, Ursula, Captain Hook, Oogie Boogie. It's amazing. And they all have like a council of enemies. It's, it's so cool. Like the Legion of Doom, it's basically that. Um, and basically, that's your, your end goal. You need to find your friends, find King Mickey, and obviously defeat the bad guys. All right, so I think that about wraps it up. I'll see you all later. I'm just kidding. Um, so, so where the hell did all the sequels come from? So in case, for those of you who don't know, Kingdom Hearts as a franchise has, and I'm going to count here. Let's see, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14 titles 14 titles this one idea spawned 14 things now notice how i said things a couple of these aren't even aren't even games two of them is a, are a movie it's ridiculous um i do not want to give if i tell you any more it's gonna give it away it's gonna give a lot of spoilers away but i will tell you this the games game line the plot line plot story is insanely convoluted now if you think what i just told you was easy to follow then great now throw it out the window because this game gets crazy um so so <clears throat> so minor spoilers um i'm just gonna give very quick um bites of of, of, of these little of these other titles and the end goal is I, I don't want you to be scared to play these games. In fact, I want you to play them. So I'm going to say keywords that I think might like pique your interest, right? So after Kingdom Hearts, there's Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. And in this game, it's a continuation directly right after Kingdom Hearts, but it's right, but it ends right before Kingdom Hearts 2. So definitely, if you're going to play any other side game, may, maybe make it this one if you decide to start from the beginning. And then 
as the story goes on, there's also Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. That is, that is actually the whole title of the game. And this game takes place during Chain of Memories, the one I just said, but it Sora is not the protagonist. So something else happens during this time frame and Sora is not the protagonist. It's pretty gnarly. Um, I don't actually remember if you see Sora in this game, but it, it is connected. And then let's keep going a little bit further. Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. So Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep is a prequel. So Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep takes place between, I'm sorry, takes place before Kingdom Hearts, maybe by 10 years. So it's 10 years before the events of Kingdom Hearts. And yes, everything's connected. Do you see Sori and Riku? Guess what? You do. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking cute. I mean, oh man, I just cussed. Excuse my French. I try to keep it clean. Um, Sora and Riku are in Birth by Sleep. You are, you do not play as them. They are there in a cutscene and they're really cute because they're four. But it's a prequel and it has to do uh, about, you know, the aftermath of the Keyblade War. Ooh, I said Keyblade War. Now, for anyone who's, who, who's uh, piqued their interest, I can't give you much information about that either. Now, there's Kingdom Hearts X. So Kingdom Hearts X, um, which is pronounced key, as in the, um, I believe, the Greek numeral? But it, it looks like an X. Kingdom Hearts X is what happens before Birth by Sleep. Yeah, so Kingdom Hearts X is actually actually occurs before Birth by Sleep, before the Keyblade War. Is it connected? You betcha. All these games are connected. And then there's a game called Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance. Notice the 3Ds. And in this game, this game takes place after Kingdom Hearts 2. So before Kingdom Hearts 3, but after Kingdom Hearts 2. And this is the game I actually really wanted to talk about just a little bit. And mainly because if you wanted to get into the series, I think you should play this game. Now, you do play as Sora, and you actually play as Riku. Yes, Riku's in this game too. Is Kairi in this game? I don't know, maybe. But this game is like the last game to come out before Kingdom Hearts 3. So you might, you might be wondering, why should you even bother playing Kingdom Hearts 3, Dream Drop Distance? Why, why is, you know, Manny over here, you know, knower of all things, recommending this game for me? And the reason is actually pretty simple. The reason is, reason is, this game actually includes synopsis of every game before it. All the titles I just mentioned, 358 over two days, Dream Drop Distance, um, X, Birth by Sleep, all of these have synopsis. Uh, even Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and Chain of Memories. Literally every game that came before this is summarized in the journal of the game and you can read it. And the only way you can actually read it is by completing the game. And the game was originally released for the 3DS, hence the 3D, or maybe it's just because of the name. But however, you can pick it up for the uh, PS3 and PS4. Um, they they, they re-release them in, in, different, in different packages. And in fact, this is where a good deal comes out for those of you uh, PlayStation owners. Um, and in this game, you play as Sori and Riku. It takes place after Hina Marts 2 and it does build up the story so far it does tell you you know stuff's brewing it started all the way in the past it made its way to kingdom Hearts one it made its way here 
and something's coming something big is coming but you don't know what and in this game not only will you enjoy it the gameplay is very similar to the original games kingdom hearts 1 and 2 but also the mere fact that it tells you the story so far as you're playing makes it the right game for you to pick up if you just had between now and when kingdom hearts 3 releases and in this game, you actually get to see some interesting worlds. You actually go to the Hunchback of Notre Dame. You actually see him, uh, Quasimodo and Esmeralda. You go back to uh, you go back to Peter Pan, I believe. Uh, I really hope I'm not corrected on that. And you go back to uh, one of the princesses, I believe, Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella, one of those two. And the game is actually really enjoyable, and it's a lot of fun. And Again, I'm going to I'm going to say it again. They give you the synopsis of every game prior to this. So, if you're only going to play one game, if you tell me, "Look, Manny, it's either the original first or a different game, which one do you think?" and you only were going to play one, I'd tell you this game, Dream Drop Distance, because like sto the storyline actually matters and it's a fun ride. It's a wild ride, but it is fun. So, you're probably wondering to yourself, where do I get these games? So I kind of already talked about that. And as the years have gone on, Square Enix has, I'm not gonna say they've run, of, run out of ideas. Um, they probably just kept all their money to, uh, you know, making, they probably just kept all their money making uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and also uh, Final Fantasy games. But over the years, Square Enix has re released the Kingdom Hearts games in collections. So, they released Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix, which contains Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, key, uh, Chain of Memories, and um, 358 over two days. So you're, you're probably wondering, why did he say Final Mix? And so Kingdom Hearts Final Mix is essentially Kingdom Hearts with extra bosses, extra equipment, and extra things you can do. It's just like, it's like, we like the game. We added some other stuff. Here you go. And then, you know, obviously they did the rest with the rest of the games. Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts uh, Final Chapter Prologue. Yeah, this one is Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. And then that one contains Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, Kingdom Hearts uh, X, and I believe uh, some other game. Oh, and Birth by Sleep. Um, yeah, it actually, <laughs> it actually contains the game Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, A Fragmentary Passage. And that one takes place, I want to say, after Birth by Sleep, but before Kingdom Hearts 3. So that's a pretty large time span. Really large gap. However, let's say, like, like, look, man, you're saying all these games, I don't know which one to buy. If you have a PS4, I strongly encourage you to go buy Kingdom Hearts The Story So Far. So Kingdom Hearts The Story So Far contains Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix, 2.5 Remix, and 2.8 The Final Chapter Prologue. It contains everything, all of those games. I, every game that I've been listing from the beginning of the podcast till now, that is included in the Story So Far collection. And it's only $40, only $40. And you get hundreds of hours of gaming. Not that you're gonna use all of them, mind you, but you get it. So I think it's a steal. If I didn't already own 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, I would probably get the Story So Far. Um, a part of me still wants to get it anyway. I don't know. Maybe, I probably won't do it because I really don't have the time to play those games again. But for newbies, I think you, you all should check it out. 
It's only $30. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it at Best Buy, Walmart, whatever. So how long to beat? This is a great segue into my favorite part of the episode. How long is it to beat? So the original Kingdom Hearts was not that big of a game. Um, it was actually, I mean, it came out for the PlayStation 2 and it came out in the year 2002. So 16 years ago. And it the main story itself, if you didn't want to do a lot of side quests, it'd be a trip about 27 hours, which is pretty decent. You're looking at about three days of your life, right? If you want to do the main and the extras, you're looking at about 40. But if you wanted to get everything, so you get the ultimate weapons for Sora, Riku, I mean Sora, Donald, and Goofy, you get all the trophies, you get all the Dalmatians. Oh yeah, the 101 Dalmatians are lost throughout the galaxy for some reason, and you can collect them. And you help Winnie the Pooh out, because Winnie the Pooh needs your help always, right? You're looking around 61 and a half hours. That's pretty decent. And that doesn't change if you buy the collection. In the collection, they don't remove every anything from the game. In fact, they add stuff. Because in the collection, you're playing the final mix version of the games. I'm going to include a link, essentially, to all the uh, um, some of the Kingdom Hearts games. So I'm going to go to, say, Kingdom Hearts 2. So let's say you want to continue it to Kingdom Hearts 2. You're looking at about 32 hours for the main story, 42 hours for the main and extra, and 65 for completionists. So it's really not that much more of a difference. You're looking at about the same length as Kingdom Hearts 2, or Kingdom Hearts 1, I apologize, which is pretty decent. So I, I would totally check that one out. And then um, if you wanted to play just the original three, or the core three as I like to call it, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days is 26 hours, 34 hours, and completionist to 54 hours. If you're noticing a pattern here, it's because there is a pattern here. And then finally, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. This is the game that I believe you all should play. And this is the game for someone brand new to the series, someone who's never played this before should definitely play. And again, it doesn't change if you get it on the collection or not. Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance main story is only 23 hours. So let's say you don't get it as a collection, you get it on the 3DS you're looking at 23 hours on your daily commute but if you get on the playstation collection 23 hours just playing it's pretty decent if you want to get main and extras 34 hours and if you want to get everything the game has to, has to offer you're looking at around 52 hours which is pretty decent granted i don't know if you're a newbie you'd want to get everything but 23 hours for the main story to get caught up on over 16 years of games that's pretty good and I recommend anyone and everyone to check it out. And probably one of my favorite games in this series is Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. And Birth by Sleep is, remember, the prequel to Kingdom Hearts 1, but it takes place after Kingdom Hearts X. And this game takes you about 27 hours to beat, 43 hours for the extras, main and extra, and completionist, huh, we're looking at 93 hours. 93 hours, but in this game, it's a lot of fun, and the storyline, in my opinion, is just as emotional as the storyline in the other games, like in the original games. And finally, this brings me to the last point in the episode I wanted to talk about, and that is, is this a day one buy? Like, should I buy Kingdom Hearts 3? Should I even bother? And, and honestly, it really depends on you. 
I would encourage everyone who's listening to, to this to pick up at least Kingdom Hearts 1 and play it and see what you think. Um, if you don't pick up that, then pick up Dream Drop Distance. Like I said, you can pick up all of these games for $30. All of it. Just $30. And I would encourage anyone to at least try it out. Kingdom Hearts 3, for me, is a day one buy. In fact, for me, I already pre-ordered the Deluxe Edition. Um, the Deluxe Edition comes with like a steel book and comes with all this other stuff and it's amazing. And they already, I'm staying away from trailers and I'm definitely staying away from spoilers now that it's been leaked. But in the trailers, you get to see Rapunzel, Rapunzel's uh, world, Frozen, obviously, because, you know, Disney likes money, Monsters, Inc., Toy Story, Mickey, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be some other worlds that we either haven't seen or some familiar worlds we've seen in the past. And the original voice actors came back for Sora, Mickey, and uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy. So that's pretty legit. And the game comes out on January 29th, and you bet I'm going to be there when it comes out, and I'm going to play it that weekend. In fact, I might do the same thing I did for Persona 5 and take a day off of work just so I can enjoy it properly. So for further reading material, because I do like to keep these episodes short, and I didn't want to get into spoilers. If I got into spoilers, I would be talking for three hours. Like, I am not joking to anyone. I will definitely have been talking for three hours if that were the case. But for additional reading material, I am going to include three links that I found online, and some of them are actually pretty hilarious, um, surmising the story till now. So one of them is from Games Radar, and it's basically Kingdom Hearts of History, right? It was published on December 3rd, 2014, and I'm going to go ahead and include that. And I, I did take some quotes from that as well. Same, same thing with these other two. Um, Den of Geek, a great article. Kingdom Hearts, a history of one of the most beloved but unlikely franchises of all time. This article came out September 10th, 2013. Great reading material. And the last one from the nerd... And the last one is from the nerd stash. Kingdom Hearts, the entire story explained. Um, I don't... This was published much, much earlier. Or much uh, later than the other two. January 25th, 2017. So this one is the most up-to-date, and it's definitely worth reading. Um, again, I took choice quotes from each one of these game, each one of these articles, and I recommend anyone to read them. I will include them in the show notes. And and as I always say, if you have any questions for me, if you if there's certain topics you feel like I really didn't get into that that much, or if there's certain things you want me to talk about, shoot me an email, gamingaftercollege at gmail.com, or send me a tweet at gac underscore podcast i'm always available for my listeners i'm always available if you have any questions comments concerns anything you guys let me know um hopefully when i get some more free time after the holidays i'll be doing quick reviews as in i go out to Redbox down the street i get the latest game i play it for four hours and then i come back and tell you all is this worth buying or am i gonna buy it um but that that takes more time that takes more time and preparation and that's just not what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so until we meet again, this is Gaming After College, and this is your host, Manny.